Yes, Honest Actors is back with brand new episodes every Friday. To help me continue releasing new episodes without a sponsor, or to say thanks for your favourite old ones, click the support link in the episode description. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. It's a one-off, feeling generous, good deed for the day sort of thing. Think of it as bumping into me and buying me a drink. To find out more, click the support link. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, mine's a large red. I hate those guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My name is Adrian Lester. I'm Joanna Scanlon. Terry Minot. Bruna Taggart. John Joe O'Neill. Sarah Ball. Tom Riley. Kate Fleetwood. John Heffernan. And I'm Jonathan Harden. And very, very soon. You'll be listening to a brand new series of the Honest Actors podcast. So, series three, 13 brand new episodes will be with you this side of Christmas 2018. Keep an ear out. I can guarantee that the people you've just heard speak will be part of that series. No surprises there. There will also be a few more surprises that I can't yet talk about. So keep an ear out. It's coming your way very, very soon. In the meantime, though, I've been keeping busy. It's TUC Young Workers Month this November, and every November, actually. And as part of that, I've gone back and spoken to the emerging actors and also recorded a special live podcast for Equity. You may remember that two years ago, I had a roundtable discussion in the spotlight with seven emerging actors. That video went online on YouTube. It's still there. If you haven't already seen it, just search for Emerging Actors Roundtable, and it should be results number one and two. Anyway... I went back, met up with all the guys two years later. So all I wanted to find out was what had happened in those intervening 24 months. How had their careers gone in terms of what their expectations had been and also what they'd learned along the way, if they had any wisdom to pass on to people who might be in a similar situation or even slightly further back in terms of their career. So have a listen. I found it absolutely fascinating. I hope you will too. The live podcast we recorded last week at the New Diorama Theatre, it was hosted by Lorna Wallace-Taylor and features uh, Emily Barrington and Sean Biggerstaff. It's well worth a listen as well. For now, though, here's another emerging actor. Yeah. My name is Georgia Tui, and you're listening to the Honest Actors Podcast. So, first of all, thank you very much for coming in and talking to me again. It has been two years. Wow. I know. You're not the first to say that. Uh, it has been two years since we spoke last, which is kind of hard to believe, right? Yes. Um, we'll get on to all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But before we do, just for my benefit and for the benefit of those people listening, remind us where you were with things. I think I was kind of floating around. Um, I hadn't trained apart from my university degree, which was in music theatre. So I was considering drama school, um, but I just thought there's just no way I can go. It's so expensive. How am I going to live in London? Um, So I was kind of just 
sort of finding my own path, working different jobs, finding my own auditions, and just wondering what am I gonna do next? So, am I right in saying last time we spoke, you did know you were about, you did know you were about to go and do your year, didn't you? Or did you? Um, I don't think I did, no. Okay, no, so, so, so what happened then uh, after we chatted? So, um, in my personal life, um, there was a lot going on. I was moving house. Um, and then literally I was sat at my laptop and I just got an email. Um, and it was from, I think it might have been from some sort of generic email. And it popped up saying, oh, uh, drama school auditions on this date. Da, 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 da. I think you were auditioning. Yes. Okay. Last time we spoke then. So maybe that's what it is, right? Yeah. There we go. You know more than I do. Um, so yeah, I, I got this email and it popped up saying about how Mountview were doing auditions. And I had no plans to go. I just knew I couldn't afford it. I had no savings, no nothing. Right. Yep. And I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go. And I didn't tell anyone. All my friends had already got into drama school um, on the MA courses in musical theatre. And I went, did the audition, and it was great. It was actually really great. I was very nervous. It was a really great day. Everybody was lovely. And I got in and had a really great year at Mountview. Don't sound so surprised. <laughs> that was the intention. I think right? we all sort of think, oh gosh, it's just never going to happen. But it did. So that was nice. So you're in London. You mm -hmm. do your course. Yes. You come out, I'm, a, I'm guessing then, with expectations. Yes. One of those for most people would be that you're going to get an agent. Did mm. you get one? I was lucky enough to get an agent meeting. That didn't work out, and then unfortunately, I had a lot of family drama, so I had to go back up north, okay. um, which meant I couldn't remain in London. But that's fine because Manchester's great, there's loads going on. Um, but in the end, I didn't sign with an agent. So you're right, when you go to drama school and then you leave, you do have these expectations, and so many people do go on to get an agent, but then equally, so many people don't. and it's kind of your job then to be positive and really find ways to be creative in your sort of new quest to finding yourself an agent. Do you, I mean, this, this, a, uh, this is a hard question to phrase and I guess a hard <clears throat> question to answer as well. Um, when you come out and you, you're doing a showcase and you're doing that full of hope and expectation that you're going to be one of the people who there's a, a swarm around either by email or actually in the flesh <laughs> at the end of the evening and nothing comes of it or there's a meeting and nothing comes of that um did you put that down to anything in particular did that did you do you, do you have in your head a, that's because kind of explanation um i mean i think for me, I was very open and honest in my interview that I had with the agent. Um, and I did say, for personal reasons, I, I need to go back up north. So I think maybe that may have been something to do with it. Um, I know a lot of people say, oh, we don't have a problem. Actors obviously can work from anywhere. But London is kind of where it's at. So that may have been it. Um, but equally, it's just so hard to, to tell. It's just you, you work so hard and obviously you really want to get the, the agent. And, but it's so important to not put so much pressure on yourself. And it's really important to always, always think, I, I literally did everything I could have done. Um, but, you know, when you're in that moment, it's also quite hard to have that posit 
positivity. So if that's if that's one of the things that we expect from training, I, I think I think it's fair to say for most people, there are lots of things, right? Yeah. But one of the big things is I'll train and that will smooth the path towards an agent. And whether that's a good or a bad thing to have an agent, I've discussed with some of the others. Mm. Like, you know, Jen, for example, said she before she did the round table, when she was acting, before she trained, a lot of actors fall into the trap of thinking any agent's better than no agent, right? Yes. Um, Bearing in mind that that didn't that that path of to an agent didn't open up to you at that time. Have you since thought maybe training wasn't worth it? Have you started to post process in that kind of way, or it or or is it bigger than that? I have honestly definitely had those thoughts, um, and my mum nicely reminds me <coughs> sometimes. Which Parents. Is, oh my goodness, Georgie, you're still in the same position as you were before you spent all this money. And I was like, yeah, okay, thank oh, you. Mom. But also, I know. Also, I mean, you can have that thought process, but there is so many things that you've forgotten that you've even learned, and you just yeah. cannot get that knowledge without having your training and um, the course that I did a massive part of it was developing our own solo performances based on something that we wanted to research into and that then gives people the platform once they leave especially if you don't get an agent to go out and you've got the show ready to go um, so when people say it's great to create your own work we literally have left with a show and we can go on and do that which yeah. is really really great so that's yeah, one thing I really really loved um, but yeah, you, you definitely have those thoughts. Am I in the same position as I was before? But as you mentioned earlier, I, I, don't, I think it totally depends on the individual and what you want to do in your career as to, you know, do I, do I need an agent? And also if there's many people that I've spoken to that do now have agents, but they're kind of trapped and might not be able to do some of the things that they may want to, or mm -hmm. it's, it's really, it's tricky. Um, two years, there have been lessons in there, I would say. There have been things that you know you didn't know whenever we spoke last. And it's fair to say, in the group last, you were so, I think, inspirationally positive and confident, but also had a kind of like a assuredness of like, this is what I want to do. It's absolutely, and I think that still comes across, right? Mm -hmm. um, but what have been the big lessons that that young woman who didn't know those things mm. uh, would have benefited from knowing back then? If you could go back to yourself. Oh, that's a good question. And give a few bits of advice, mm. what, what might you say? I think, for me, most importantly, I think it's so important to remember that you, you are not just an actor. And it's so easy to sort of get lost in the, well, my happiness is riding on all of this. And if I don't get this audition or if I don't get into drama school, how else can I possibly be happy? And whether you do go to drama school, whether you don't, you when you try new things or you, you write or you, um, if you're a singer, if you, you write music or whatever it is that you do to be creative, you realise that there are so many other ways to be creative. And, you know, for example, creating your own work, writing a show and... I think it's it is really important I know for me to to try new things and just not pin your happiness on that one thing and and find other ways to be positive whether that's you know doing yoga or going to the gym 
Um, and be, be kind to yourself, I think, um, because it's, it's hard and that's okay, but you've just got to allow yourself to, you know, if you don't get an audition, that's fine. But hustle so hard that you're not really thinking about the yes or the no, you've got something else in the pipeline and you're going to, I don't know, do a bit of stand-up or you, you're going to be in a play, you might not be getting paid, but it's just great to sort of keep yourself in it and don't put so much pressure on yourself that it becomes really difficult to sort of have an, a life, I suppose. So I'm, I'm intimating from that that at some point in those two years that the reason why you'd have benefited from that advice is because you failed to do that, that maybe you put too much stock on certain things happening yeah. and that that affected you. Have you found that acting has affected... Um, I've said this to everyone almost. I'm hesitating to say mental health because it implies that I want you to open up and tell me your deepest, darkest things. I guess <laughs> the question is, have you found how you're progressing in acting is inextricably linked to how you feel in terms of your mood? Yes. Um, and I don't know how that is for other people, but... I think when you, you're so passionate about something and you know that you've got this thing within you that you, you want to share and you want to collaborate with other people that do the same thing as you, if you're not able to sort of do that or feed that on a regular basis, sometimes, you know, you, you are sat at home thinking, well, I don't know, it, it can get a bit negative, which is why I think it's really important to get together with friends that you've trained with, um, read through plays or sing or go to the gym. Going to the gym for me is a really great help. I really, really love exercise. It makes me feel good. Um, but then again, you know, it's not easy for everyone to find other things that they really enjoy. Um, when we last chatted, I don't know if you watched it back. Yes, I did, yeah. When we last chatted, <laughs> one of the things that you were like a huge supporter of yourself and, and Lou was social media and yes. was hounding, I would say, <laughs> hounding uh, potential employers. It's, of course, I'm saying that slightly flippantly, yeah. but, but you were very much of the opinion that that could make a difference. Is that very much, as an unrepresented actor, something that you have come to rely on extremely heavily? Or, or are there other strategies you employ now as well to find work? Sure. Um, I think definitely still, I'd still rely on it. Absolutely. Um, recently I auditioned for something that I saw on social media. Um, and I think as well, if you know sort of how to look for things, um, if you know that there's people that you admire or you've seen somebody in something, then you can go to their Twitter page and then they might have an agent or a voice agent. And then you, you might contact that agent that way. Um, and I think it's really great for me, that's how I sort of contact people and send my emails. Um, if I'm having like an admin day, I will just sift through social media. And then often people will get back to you and say, oh, well, we might not have anything at the moment, but here's this. And I definitely, definitely social media is is great. Yeah. But I think not, there, there is a bit of a knack to it. So be, be good at it, but don't be annoying. Because... <laughs> I feel like that's not a good thing. No, I don't. But definitely, that. social media is great. Absolutely. Um, have the big kind of—they're not just social media; they're in real world as well. But actually, they're more in real world, thankfully. 
the big shifts in the industry in the past two years, particularly the past year, thinking specifically of movements towards more diverse casting, the huge groundswell of support for the women who came forward in Me Too, mm. um, and things like equal representation for actresses. Uh, have those, have you felt like those have been part of the same industry that you're part of, or does that feel like it's part of, I don't know, Hollywood or, do those things have an impact? Do you think on your on your day to day existence, survival, um, as an actor? I think, in terms of like day to day, I would say not not particularly. However, um, things like that have definitely, obviously, enabled me to think very differently about certain processes. Um, and in our training as well, we were lucky enough to have a workshop. Um, and it was all to do with um, how to deal with scenes of a sexual nature um, and how to approach those things. And previously in the industry, I don't think, I think a lot of people may have experienced just going into something, okay, do this and figuring it out for yourself. Um, and I think now there's more of a um, thing around, well, this is actually how it should be done. And we've had those workshops. And I think that those workshops are going on on a regular basis and people can access those, which I think is really, really great. And it was really fun as well, which sounds a bit strange, but it was really fun, really simple, um, really straightforward. And I think for anyone then going on to do any sort of filming or theatre that haven't hasn't got that experience, it's it's really great. So that's definitely something that I feel has changed and is changing which has benefited me definitely um it's um it's fair to say that the industry is in a bit of a transitional period mm. um are there things which you think need to be done or changes that need to be brought about i guess when you're talking there i'm wondering in spite of all of this education or casting briefs changing like particularly I guess as an actress who isn't represented I guess mm. a lot of the stuff you might see on the likes of Mandy or even through Spotlight yeah. or certainly on social media that those might be <clears throat> I'm thinking specifically Mandy and social media those might be the type of places where casting calls that do send alarm bells ringing mm. or where flags are raised that's kind of probably where you're going to see more of them than I guess on Spotlight or certainly if they're being mediated by an agent um, have you noticed that those that that's still an issue like do you see a lot of casting briefs coming through that you just would never think of because they're not necessarily inappropriate but just seem to be a little bit like 1970s you know I actually haven't recently as I you know, scroll through things, I, I haven't seen anything that I would think, ooh, whereas a couple of years ago on certain platforms, um, there would be things where you just think, that's clearly not what it says it is. <laughs> yeah. um, so definitely, I think recently, there's a lot less of that. I think for me, I just wish in terms of um, things to change or, or work on, I I was really lucky, but I just... There's so many people that just don't have access to training or being able to get to auditions or travel to London. Um, obviously, traveling to London is kind of nothing to do with the arts, but drama school fees, for example, I just wish that things could be in place or fees could just be a little bit cheaper just so that there's 
maybe other people could have more of a chance to do something that they may really want to do in the arts because it is expensive and even when you're you know paying for headshots and show reels and voice reels like you've you've just been set back by Preach. hundreds of pounds before you've even got anywhere and it's i just i just wish somehow I'd, i don't know how but i just wish that it could be a little bit more accessible for people that just might not have access to that money all the time i'm not sure how we would do that but i hear you well we managed to do it for a long time it's only a recent thing that we've kind of mm. It's been a difficult thing to achieve again, but that, I could get on board with that. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing then, um, whenever you uh, filled in your application, you said you might make between zero and three thousand pounds from acting in your first year. Um, I'm not going to ask you if you did make zero to three thousand pounds, <laughs> but I will ask: um, Is do you make the majority of your money from acting or from other things? Do you think the majority of my money is? not made from acting. I don't think that's it. I mean, that probably feels like a big, but I imagine that's probably... I know that's a shocker, everyone, (laughs) but it it isn't. Of course Um, (laughs) course it isn't. But again, I I can see people tense up when I ask them that. You're just like, oh, gosh, no. But yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I think things that have been, that have worked for me are teaching, teaching singing, teaching drama lessons. If you can, that's really great. Very flexible. Um... There's lots going on in London, of course, sort of like random days where you, you might be able to go and do a bit of extra work or a bit of filming um, if you can. But naturally, the majority of the money that I earn is from different things. Um, do you think you'll always have other jobs? Yes. Is that a change? I think when I asked you in the, in the round table, I may have said, I kind of asked everyone, do you think in 10 years you'll be surviving by acting alone. And I think everybody except Paul said, yep, yep, acting alone, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what it seems like a change. Yeah, I think it is. I think as you get a little bit older, obviously you get a little bit wiser and you, you have more experience. And when you train as well, it's not a sort of, okay, wow, well done, you've got into drama school, this is amazing, it's really easy, it's all glamorous. They will tell you from the first day, this is very difficult and this is the reality. And so from day dot, you're sort of like sitting in your chair before you've started any of your lessons, like, okay, oh gosh, okay. Um, So I guess as you get a little bit older, you you just sort of be a bit more real with yourself. but I don't mind that, you know, I don't, I don't mind the sort of, that that lifestyle. I think if you can find your own rhythm with it and do, you know, do something that works for you in your life and maybe do bits of teaching, um, bits of acting, bits of singing, if, if you're a singer and you can make that work, then that's great. And then obviously we all hope that one day we, we will be rich and famous, but mm. we will see. Do we? Did you take over? Well, do I don't. I don't listen anymore on a Sunday. Did you take over a Liam Pages show? No, that I'm what? still gonna. I'm gonna. This again. It feels like I'm. So, Paul Boychet said it felt a bit like Paxman at one point. He felt like he was being interviewed for a job, and you can see him kind of going because oh. because it feels <laughs> like him. because it feels like by asking these questions, it's like it's a horrible kind of. Like it's forcing people to go like, no, I don't have an agent, which feels like a big admission. But actually, mm. 
you know, you're probably in the majority in the industry, but all of us are kind of, I guess, buying other people's lives partly, but also mm. putting huge pressure on ourselves. Yeah. One of the things a lot of people have said is go easy on yourself, right? Yeah. You know? But I have to ask the question, and it is, um, do you have have you done as well as you thought you would do when we last met? Has it been harder? I'm guessing this feels like I already know the answer, but has it been harder than you thought it was going to be? You know, I, honestly, I firstly, I I didn't really think that drama school was an option for me whatsoever. So for me to be able to say that I've been and I've made my own show. Um, and gone through this really intense process and you come out the other side, I mean, that is a massive achievement for me. So mm-hmm. so I, definitely I've, I've achieved great things. Um, oh, gosh, I've forgotten what you, your question even was. Was it as difficult or more difficult That's than it. you thought it was going to be? Um, I think I am fairly good at being quite honest with myself. And before I trained... I, I feel like I was pretty n- knowledgeable in the sense that I, I wasn't sort of kidding myself. Like I knew this was going to be hard. I think once you're out of drama school, though, and you have trained, you do sort of think, oh, well, I've trained, so, you know, maybe it'll be a bit easier. Yep. Um, so, yeah, in answer to your question, I am kind of thinking now, oh, this is a little bit harder than I thought. Mm. But that's okay. That's okay, I think. Well, here's another question. Have the past two years been... A success for you? Yes, absolutely. Um, because wherever you go, whatever you do, you've always got that experience that you that you've done and worked so hard at, and the people that you've met, and the things that you've collaborated on. I mean, even living in London is an experience in itself, and to be able to do that for a year was yep. great. So, absolutely, yeah. As long as you're moving forward, and even if it's in the smallest way. As long as you're doing something every day to towards your goal, then I think that's success. This this is going to seem like a sidestep in terms of just sequence, and this is certainly non sequitur in some ways. But it just I'm casting my mind back to the things that were said. Um, but one of the things I asked was, are there too many actors? And the reason I suppose it, it came to my head was just thinking about it being more difficult. Mm. Um, the question arises, are there too many people trying to avail of the same small amount of opportunities? And last time we spoke, um, certainly yourself and again Lou, we're like, no, there's room for everybody. Have Has training changed your mind about that? I still absolutely think that everybody should be able to come in and join this crazy industry whenever should they be so mental as to want to if you think you are you know if you think you can do it absolutely do it go for it who is anyone to say that no sorry there's too many of you you can't do it yeah um so absolutely i think anyone anyone should sort of come in at any time definitely um i just think that when you go to drama school because you're mixing with all these other actors in this school and then there's like I don't know, 500 students in this one school, and then you think, oh, well, there's loads of other drama schools who probably have more than this in their whole school. I think the reality of how many actors there are sort of graduating every year or every three years on a BA course, 
the reality sort of sets in and you think, wow, okay, these are just the people that are in London doing it. Uh, there is literally so many. Mm. And there is. And that's, I guess that is just the reality. There really is so many people that you're, that you're in, in the industry with. But I think if you believe that it's something you really want to do and, you know, go for it. Absolutely. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Because if you don't, you know, you, I guess you just want to always be able to say, well, I did it. I went for it. So, so you've went for it. Yeah. Have you considered at any point in the past two years, momentarily, thinking, have you considered this isn't, I, sh I should do something else? Yes, absolutely. And then I guess a couple of seconds after that, I just think, but what, on, what else am I going to do? Maybe I could do admin. Or maybe I could. Oh, the dream. Stick the admin. Living eyes. the admin dream. Oh, yeah. Maybe I could do that. Absolutely not. And then you think of all these other things that you think, well, I, I just, I can't, I cannot. So I think that's when you know that something is right. If you genuinely think, I, I just don't know what else I can do. I've asked everyone else this. Mm -hmm. And it is probably the most difficult question I'll ask you in this. And it is, bearing in mind that you just said, I can't do anything else. If in two years we met up. Yeah. And... To have your mum's voice ringing in your ears, and I'm sorry to do this, but if you, if you if I was saying, but you're exactly where you were two years ago, <laughs> and 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 I, I'll qualify this by saying I've been there so many times mm. where, as I put it to other people, if it was a small business, I would have put the shutter down and handed mm. back the keys. Yeah. Do you think in two years, if if the turnover was the same, if you know the quality of the things you were getting? or not getting, or both, was the same. Would you be ha as happy as you are now to be sitting going, you've got to give it a go, and I couldn't do anything else? And I'm saying that, and it... Oh, it's so tricky. It's, it's such a hard thing. Yeah. I mean, y yes, I, I... I mean, yeah, I... I'm I, such a horrible person, I feel so horrible. I do, I just think if, if it is genuinely your dream and you know that you've got something to offer, you are going to find it very hard to walk away from that and say, I'm not doing that anymore. And I think you've just got to, it's like the sort of the two different pains, the pain of the struggle towards success or the pain of regret. And you've just got to sort of ask yourself, which one would you rather be I'll dealing with? I mean, I say this knowing that in two years' time, um, I will definitely be acting regardless because I'm 39 and I'll be 41 and I have no other interests. So when you have your little moments and you think, oh gosh, okay, maybe I should just stop this silly life. And you have those moments and you think, well, actually, what else would I do? So I'd go to work, go to the gym, maybe have a glass of wine. Mm. What... What? How else would I fill my time? Like, what you know? What other hobbies would I, regret. Would I have? Exactly. You'd be full of regret. So you've got to do it. Anger. Yeah. No matter what yeah. you did, if you became a teacher, you'd be one of those dickhead teachers that resents their students and the yeah. opportunities that they will have that yes. they ruined. That you are now helping them to go and yeah. fulfil. Yeah. Oh, it's very difficult, but you've got to keep at it. You, you. I know that sounds really cheesy, but you have to. Okay, tell me whenever we meet up in November or October or yes. sometime in the winter 2020, tell me where you want to be. 
I want to be a regular working actor. I want to have been in some sort of comedy sitcom. I want to say Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but obviously I am British, but that is like my absolute favourite That'd be thing. nice, wouldn't it? I would love something like that. Um, I just, I'd love to be able to say that, oh, yeah, even if I did like the tiniest part, I would just love to be able to say that that's something I've been involved with. Um, I th- you're putting it out there. You never know. You never know. Here I am. It's um, out there now. Yeah. It's a, it, some, somebody knows. Somebody somewhere. Just, um, you know, if you need someone blonde, here I am. Yeah. Or, or burn it, you could dye your hair for Yeah, it. I could dye my hair. You know, let's, yeah. not, let's not rid ourselves yes, out. Yes, let's not put ourselves in a pigeonhole. Yeah. Um, Let other people do that. I know it's really basic to say, oh, I just want to be a regular working actor. But it is important to set goals. And I think when you're an actor, it is hard to set goals, specific ones. As, unless you're, this, I, I have friends that say, well, I want to work at the National Theatre and I want to be in a play at this theatre or I want to work for... I think it's really important. I think yeah. it's really important. I think it's really important to set realistic goals. Yeah. Every New Year's Eve, I used to write a list. Mm. I don't anymore. I should, probably should do. I used to write a list and it would be like, say I'd, say I'd worked X amount of days on yeah. film sets here before, then I'd be like, well, this year I want to do X plus five. Yeah. And sometimes I'd get there and sometimes I wouldn't. Yeah. But like, it would be like a little challenge to myself. Yeah. And things that I had virtually zero control over, mm. right, which is never a good way to set goals. But again, it kept... I guess it get me interested in the game. It's like having a bet on the Grand National. Yeah. Like, you've got to have a horse in the race. And you're, you've got to be, you know what I mean? You can't just be like, well, it's good enough to be at the starting line. I'm happy. You've got to, you know, that makes total sense to me, right? Mm. Otherwise, you're just sort of floating around. And then I think, especially if you don't have an agent or you might just be new in the game, you're willing to maybe accept certain well, things that just come your way. Whereas if you if you do have goals, that is, you know, you've got your blinkers on. See? You know exactly how to, well, you don't know exactly how to, but... It's just great to have goals for your own mindset and, and everything. It's it's great. See, the the kind of the question that leads on from your Brooklyn Nine Nine is that the first thing you said wasn't I want an agent, which is kind of good because an agent is a means mm. to getting work rather yeah. than a means to an end in itself. But I'm guessing part of the things that you would want to have in two years when I say, so uh, Georgia, have you got an agent? You would say, oh yeah, yeah I've, I've, I'm on the second one. Didn't like the first one. We part of ways, and now I've got an amazing one. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm guessing that's part of the, the, the picture, right? Still. Definitely. Right. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love to be able to say that. Um, and obviously, it is a major help to have an agent. I just don't think that if, if, you, if you don't have an agent, it doesn't stop you from doing anything that you want to do. Um, there's plenty of people, there's loads of like sort of inspirational people on YouTube, things that you read, and a lot of people that you see in, in things, some of your favourite things that you'll watch, never, you know, did it the sort of conventional way and got an agent and then, you know, obviously loads of people did. But I'd love to be able to say that, definitely. But it, I don't think it stops you doing... It definitely doesn't stop you making your own work. Um, and I think if you're so busy focusing on something that you love, if you've got your own show or your own... Whatever it is, then... I think the universe will sort of come to you and, you know, you might find that people start to come to you rather than you having to go to them all the time, which in in itself is quite stressful when you're 
having to email people, hello, this is me, please watch my showreel. Listen, I, it's been amazing. I hate the word amazing. It's been <laughs> lovely catching up and hearing about the past two years. I'm surprised you don't have an agent. I know that's not helpful and it probably is condescending. No, not at all. But I'm surprised and I would be even more surprised to the point of shock if we met in two years and we were still here, Um, which is why I felt really cruel asking the question. I kind of apologise for that. No, not at all. Because it feels like I want to ask those questions because I know a lot of people are in the same situation and beat themselves up and think they're alone and think they're the only people who feel like this and who worry about this. So Mm. that's why... Just to qualify that, that's why I asked it. But it's been lovely to hear about it. I hope that whatever the family stuff is, is kind of, you know, is uh, lessened or resolved or whatever it is. And I hope that um, we're chatting in two years' time Thank and you're you. telling me about your time in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Thank you. Yeah, and listen, you know, life happens as well. You've got to sort of roll with the random things that happen and just, yeah, just don't be harsh on yourself. I mean, who am I to preach? But, it, you know... You've just sort of got to try and enjoy it rather than... I mean, I have to say that to myself. It it can get stressful and regimented and you feel like you have to be constantly at it just to be a success, but it's totally not true. So just try, if you can, to enjoy enjoy having some time off. Enjoy not having to, like, be up in the morning to go and do some admin or As I've said to many people, there are worse things than being an unemployed actor. Yeah, Many, many worse things. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good note. Um, thanks again. See you 2020. Thank you for having me. And that's it for another Emerging Actors Chat. Six more of those are available this very day on this very same podcast outlet. But before I let you go and listen to those, I have some thank yous. Thank you to Jennifer Kay and Louise Waller, the assistant producers on this. Thank you also to Theatre Delhi and 1984 Personal Management in whose spaces I recorded the interviews. Theatre Delhi, you can follow on Twitter at Theatre Delhi. You can also find out more about what they do at theaterdelhi.co.uk. So thanks to both Theatre Delhi and 1984, to Louise and to Jennifer. And don't forget... Series 3 is coming your way very soon. Make sure you're automatically set up to download it. And there's also a live podcast event for TUC Young Workers Month in association with Equity that's also available this very day. The guests on that, Emily Barrington and Sean Biggerstaff, it's well worth a listen. Have a go. Anyway, I'll speak to you soon when Series 3 is out. Take care of yourself. Speak to you soon. 